Welcome to the Rediscover the 80s podcast and a special edition with uh, Jason here and Wyatt over there. Yeah, we're actually together which <laughs> about once a year, but we do it. In the same uh, in the same dungeon studio in a uh, undisclosed location in uh, an undisclosed state, we'll say. <laughs> uh, not Pennsylvania, but we yeah. were in Pennsylvania the last couple days at a wonderful wonderful event called retrocon and we had been there two years ago mm-hmm. and that was an awesome privilege in itself basically getting to host a panel uh about the 30th anniversary of mobile armored strike command and getting to meet uh mr doug stone and uh it, i mean that was just an incredible I don't think I could ever reach that plateau again at a convention. That's uh, very hard to, to beat, yeah. But this year at RetroCon, we got to meet some incredible people. We got to go to an awesome concert. We uh, got to meet some of our, uh, what I'll call, online friends that we <laughs> we rarely get to see in person. Uh, social media celebrities, as I think is what I ca- <laughs> called them over on uh, Instagram and, and Twitter today. And uh, we got to buy some uh, awesome collectibles that uh, that reach back to you know our era, mainly in the '80s. And I mean, it was just a it was a really great time. Uh, I live in Alabama, so I flew up and uh, got to stay here with Wyatt, and we actually stayed overnight uh, closer to the show there in Oaks, PA, which is uh, at the uh, Greater Philadelphia Expo Center, where the actual show is. And it's it's just wall to wall. The name Nostalgia. says it all. It, yeah, it's it's retro collectibles and memorabilia and uh, and celebrities and I mean it's just uh, it's an awesome show. And what I like to where I like to put it kind of on the spectrum of things is there are shows definitely below RetroCon and there are shows that are definitely above RetroCon. Right. And you know, sometimes you're in a smaller market, something maybe, you know, being in Montgomery, this is the first time we had a con, I think, ever. And uh, I, I did not go to it this year just because I know they're just starting out and I, I really didn't want to be disappointed, I guess is what you'll say. <laughs> but then, you know, you've got, you know, San Diego, New York, uh, Dragon Con in Atlanta, where it's just, there's, you know, tens of thousands oh, of yes. people. There is uh, parades. There, there's these, uh, you know, major, major uh, celebrities, uh, actors coming in to uh, release new footage and, and everything. So that's, you know, that's way above on the spectrum. Uh, and RetroCon, I, for me, kind of fits nicely in the middle. There's an awesome mix of people. There's still you get all the cosplayers, and you still get to meet. What our era celebrities is what I would say, uh, voice actors and even TV and movie actors, uh, as we got to meet this year. But um, I don't know. I thought it was fun. We just um, just kind of go through our experience this year as part of our coverage. Um, we're going to be putting up uh, tons of pictures over on Rediscover the 80s 
cosplayers, uh, the vehicles, uh, just random stuff that we found was like, wow, this exists. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, th that's some of the wow moments you get when you just walk through the tables. It's like, oh my gosh, I remember that. And uh, I don't remember that. And I can't believe that's actually uh, a thing. Here. Yeah. You know, you get those moments as you're walking through. And uh, uh, just some of our experiences, too. Uh, pictures with uh, the, the celebrities but yeah. why don't you go through kind of the uh the rundown here of who was there at the show Wyatt so people that maybe are, are close enough to drive within a couple hours or even would want to fly in and and experience the show let's give them kind of an overview of what the show was this year this was just a, a spectacular show convention but mm. no better way to put it it's housed at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center, which is actually located in Oaks, uh, kind of a, I'll call it a, a suburb of King of Prussia. Huge area, uh, could use a little bit more parking, but uh, <laughs> uh, it was still because they had two. It was a challenge. Well, they, yeah, they had a Pokemon. No, no, it was, a, it was a Minecraft or Minecraft, Minecraft, yeah, Minecraft Mind Fair, something <laughs> going on. Yeah, but, so it, yeah, it was a challenge to park, but uh, it was well worth the effort. And to trying to find somebody leaving to yeah. grab their space. So, yeah, as you can see on your screen, uh, especially for your, the YouTube fans here, this is the website, RetroCons, with an S, dot com. And uh, this is their, basically what's going on, the the list of people that they had representing. They had Dwight Schultz, who played Murdoch from the A-Team, and some remember him from Star Trek as uh, Reggie Barkley. There was Dirk Benedict. Face man, so we had the double wow A team. Half the A team. Yeah, man. half the A team. He uh, played face, obviously. They played Starbuck in the, uh, I'll call it the original Battlestar Galactica. Mm -hmm. uh, scrolling down, we have Arthur Burkhart, who played Destro from G.I. Joe, Devastator as well from, from the Transformers movie. And I think he played Destro throughout the, the series when, when Devastator so. was mm -hmm. introduced. And then we had Rob Paulson, who plays two turtles, one from 30 years ago, Raphael, and one from now, being Donatello for the new Nickelodeon Mutant Turtles. He also played Yakko, and uh, that's from Animaniacs, and Pinky from Pinky and the Brain. So, and, and a slew of others. Is it, same with Arthur. You go out to their IMDb, there's just, yeah, it's a long list. You'll be there reading a while <laughs> that's it with the voice actors even if you look at dwight uh he stayed into the voice yes. acting stuff mostly for games because that's where the he even said it today uh at the q a panel he said the gaming industry is bigger than hollywood yeah you know we were talking at one of our memory joggers how the arcade games were bigger than the movies at one point oh yeah yeah so that's it's 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 back. Yeah. <laughs> Except it's not in the, your local mall. Right. <laughs> it's at home. And then next we had uh, on Saturday, I'll say during the day, I think for a couple hours. I don't think they were there for the full time. They had the Cybertronic Spree, which is a, I'll call it a cosplay band. So you yeah. have people that are dressed up in uh, probably like a foamish uh, foam board outfit with you know sleeves and stuff but you have rodimus prime you have rc you have rumble you have uh unicron unicron <laughs> and i keep we keep forgetting this guy's the, name the five-faced uh 
the you know the guilty or innocent in yeah. the movie. Uh, he yeah, I think he's the bass player. Quintessence. Quintessence. Yes, yeah. Yes. Yes. Qu yes. So uh, uh, they were there, and they were doing you know photo ops. And Jason and I will we'll post that up here on our uh, on the YouTube video uh, later when we edit it. So it was great. And then later on that night, they actually had a concert, mm -hmm. and that was just they played just about every song I think except one. Yeah. From we'll the get soundtrack. Into more of that later. Yes, but that I yeah, mean this was, was just a blast. Then you had the angry nerd video game. Uh, he was there pr basically just walking around representing himself. But I think he had actually had a, a panel to discuss his so, podcast. Yeah. Uh, there was a couple other he's podcasters. A I, he's mainly a YouTuber, I believe, You're right. uh, reviewing games and such. Right. Nostalgia. And then you can see on uh, as we scroll down, you, Tony and Rosie, who are the – I'll call it the, the retrocon king and queen. <laughs> uh, they're the ones that really set – set this off and we cannot applaud them enough for what they do for for us as fans you know yeah um they actually have a replica delorean and they added to the inventory an 18 van here just recently which was just perfect for face and murdoch to show up yeah. and take photo ops with that it was just awesome they had the uh, replica jurassic park jeep mm -hmm. um they had a replica newer charger generally uh they had the Ghostbusters representing with their ski on Ecto One. Mm -hmm. um, they had the Bill and Ted phone booth out right at the front. At the, <laughs> yeah, the they front. put it out front this year. Yeah, that was great. We got a little photo op there, and uh, yes, Spaceballs the display. Yes, uh, that's been there both both years that we've been there. It's just a, a array of props and and such from the film, and uh, the, there's fun stuff too. Uh, like you can see there, the events are. They do karaoke. They do. Uh, they did trivia this year, what I would call like TV movie trivia, mm -hmm. and then they also did a uh, essentially name that tune right. trivia, and, and we're giving away prizes. And then the panels. They had panels with all of the the two voice actors, and then they had an A team panel, yeah. and and several other. Uh, just you can sit down and uh, the podcasters. They came in and and were uh, talking about their shows and such. But uh, there's a lot to do there, and oh, yeah. by the time you know you, you get there, you, it, it's almost overwhelming because okay, do I hit the tables first and start, you know, going through trying to find some some cool collectibles and such? Do I go back and uh, <laughs> meet the meet the actors and everything, and, and or do I want to make sure I get in a panel? I mean, there's there's always something going on, and then different parts of well, there's you know you've got several several rows of tables and and even on the sides and then back in the corner they have a arcade a free arcade yeah. basically yeah um i was trying to get into uh play a game of spy hunter on a cabinet and uh these two little kids were in there just totally sucking at the game and i never got to uh <laughs> i wasn't patient enough to go in there and, and wait my turn but there's they have uh just home consoles set up with retro games and then they have they had some arcade machines back there for you just to to relive your uh, a little bit of childhood and you know going to the mall and hitting arcades and uh, it, there's uh, certain groups that uh, have come both times we've been there I'm, I'm pretty sure they come uh, each time uh, there's a uh, a group that basically cosplay the show V yeah 
which they have some fantastic costumes and, and just memorabilia and stuff that they have there. Uh, back in the corner this year was the, the GI Joe cosplayers. Yeah. And it's this nationwide group of GI Joe fans that come together and do shows. And they had it's the same people essentially there each day, except they changed costumes up. Yeah. So we got some new characters uh, today. So it, we had a long conversation with uh, one of the gentlemen there. And uh, they do it a, a lot to give back to the military community, actually. Right. A lot of them are retired uh, servicemen, and some are still active duty. And uh, they go out, cosplay, they raise funds. Uh, for the USO. For the USO. Yeah. And uh, it it's, was really humble. They had their own little trading cards there. They had a poster on the wall where some of the cosplayers have signed. You know, the uh, <laughs> The one thing I do remember is the the person i think that printed that poster or created it his son was one of the characters mm -hmm. and his son was one of the kids in the gi joe psa's it was the one with the uh the fork and the toaster right because that was his little on the card <laughs> that was his accessories right um so awesome. i mean that was just that was just fantastic to talk with them yeah uh as well so they, there's several of those there's always a star wars booth there are two and lots of Star Wars cosplayers that, that walk through and then anybody and everybody who wants to dress up. And we even decided to do it this year because, you know, we've been scheming. This is a, a little getaway for me um, and both of us, essentially, right. since we, it's about two hours drive to get there from where you live, Wyatt. But uh, we were like, OK, so half of the A team is there. The van is going to be there. Let's go ahead and dress up. Let's let's try to do pull this off. And I don't know. I think we did a a, a decent job. Uh, yeah, we, we even got we, comments already on your Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. Uh, one of the two, three thousand. Uh, <laughs> well, yes. So, social media, right? And uh, uh, I dressed up as Murdoch. I had the leather jacket, uh, blue ball cap, and I was wearing what Jason's wearing right now—the T-shirt there, the the, the rediscover the '80s that you can't see because of the mic. <laughs> um, and then. Uh, I decided to add a little flair. Oh, I wore the khakis too. Right. Uh, add a little flair because, because you know he's he's always crazy. I mean, it's Murdoch, right? So I had the claw from Thermidor from one of the episodes, and I had Saki from the other one. <laughs> and I walked around like that. And there was a, there was quite a few people that that liked that. I think even uh, Dwight kind of had a small yeah smirk. Oh, I don't you think got you, the, you got the sock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Jason. Decided yeah. to gray himself. Yeah, I, I was, we were going back and forth. So, you know, uh, Dirk and uh, Dwight were there and we're like, okay, so face and Murdoch, I should probably be face. And I was thinking more about it. And I was like, I don't know. I've never really dyed my hair. Right. Uh, so I, I, I accepted that challenge and decided I was going to be Hannibal. And uh, <laughs> I found a, uh, I, I, and I'll tell you the, uh, inspiration for my costume came from the uh funko pop vinyl hannibal because i've got all four of those uh because there's several different he wore several different uh color shirts you know he typically wore the the khaki coat right um but i decided to go with the light blue button-up shirt and then uh off of ebay i got a uh holster mm -hmm. so i had a little cat pistol uh, in my in as a holster and then uh, I found a, it wasn't a coat, but it was a, a khaki shirt, long sleeve that I wore over the, the blue one. And then um, 
you were humble enough to get me some black leather gloves. Yep. Which, uh, which was great. And then uh, it was black pants. Uh, and then I, I didn't have brown the, the combat boots. So I just wore some, uh, some uh, khaki slip-ons that I had to kind of go with it. And then the, the piece de resistance was the, uh, the cigar. I had to go get a pack of cigars, yep. carry that around. And it was neat because I did go out to eBay and we bought some toy guns. They were yeah. super small. You know, they were like half the size of what the actual well, yeah. guns would be. Um, it, you know, we needed we needed to have an AK-47. Yeah, we needed the prop. We needed an Uzi. And the pistol, I wanted to get more of a, like a gray or polished, you know, yeah. uh, nine millimeter or something. But, you know, I ended up getting that little revolver. But uh, it was it was neat because next to the uh, the van, they had a box full of weapons yeah uh so we were able to grab some more life-size uzis and ak's and <laughs> shotguns and that's right it was fun though it was we were able blast. to use those in some of the pictures but yeah i i really had a fun experience this will not be the last time i dress up no for no, this a was, convention but this was i plan to i plan to pull out hannibal again at our little fall festival coming up <laughs> at halloween but um that was fun. That was, I had a great time doing that. I was, you, you, I don't know. For me, I'm like, okay, are these guys going to be insulted by, you know, dressing up like them? And, you know, I don't know the way most uh, celebrities are at conventions and, and signings and stuff, but I, I think they were gracious enough to uh, well, even <laughs> entertain dirt. us. Well, you know, <laughs> about one o'clock on Saturday, they let us all basically take our turn as a group group photos with the guys uh mm. in front of the van and initially face dirk even said oh, what where's my costume <laughs> and then he's like wait a minute you're about the right height as george yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah we were I, that was one thing that kind of took me back if we want to go into uh meeting them uh just for a minute but uh they were tall they were taller yeah. than i expected yeah they were and <laughs> he did mention that uh george papard was shorter than them and i even remember reading somewhere or maybe in one of the um, uh, documentaries or featurettes them saying that uh, he actually used some kind of implants in his shoes to make him a little taller right and uh, and match up and they used you know specific shots to make him uh, appear taller than he actually was but um yeah it was it was great we went over uh to meet uh dirk no we went to we met uh, dwight first dwight first yes um and uh, it was it was just i mean they're both great very yes um, yes thankful that they came you know most of these guys work in hollywood out in california and to fly you know fly over obviously they're getting paid to be here but right. but still i mean there's the you got to want to do that and you, you're not just going to show up to show up and with all of all four of them that were there they were you know beyond gracious and and Rob, especially, we can talk about him a little bit later, yeah. but um, very conversational. Yeah. Awesome to just uh, shake hands with, you know, didn't necessarily have to plop down some money to get him to sign anything. I did end up doing that for, uh, for Murdoch, right. but um, they, they didn't care whether you bought something or not. They were just happy to, to meet people. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's it. I did uh, just like I did on my Dukes uh, when I went to, Cooter's last stand. I gave them a uh, coin. Uh, both. Uh, yeah, they really appreciated that. Yeah, they did. I was, you know, 
I don't think many many fans give them anything or give them much more than, hey, I got to meet Face and Murdoch, and that's you know, here's my twenty or whatever. Oh yeah. There's this that for those of you watching on YouTube, I got uh, Dwight Joy to autograph the Funko Pop that I had. Yeah, that was sweet. But uh, but yeah, they were really appreciative. I said, this is the unit I'm assigned to right now and get ready to retire. But I want to say thank you for what you've done. Uh, it's uh, you know you helped entertain me basically, and they're they're just wow. This is so cool to to get this coin, and it's just. Just you know, it is a metal coin. Military community gives away coins typically, but it was just—they were impressed. Yeah, I think. Yeah, they. Uh, it you know just making an impression on them instead of the opposite. You know, it's kind of a reverse reaction. Right. And they were—you could tell—they were both appreciative of it. Yeah. As we, of course, all are for your service. But um, yeah, that was cool. We you know we took a a picture with Dwight and then we waited until one thirty and then they they brought them both over to the van to get mm -hmm. pictures and uh, we got a nice group photo and our buddy Bill, Bill Ferris, Ferris yeah. from Matt tracker was there. We don't want to forget him. Uh, he came in just Sorry. as we were walking in or he was already there and uh, we got to meet up with him again. He was part of that mask panel two years ago mm -hmm. and uh, it was good to see him. Uh, we walked the tables a little bit and then uh, he, he got in the, uh, the photo with us with uh, both of them in the van. Uh, we had lunch with Bill. It was it was really good to catch up with oh, him yeah. face to face. Yeah. Uh, we communicate a lot uh, back and forth, you know, on Facebook or something, um, and we kind of share each other's material on uh, on Facebook and right. site to site and such. But that was great to uh, to be around, hanging around him, and uh, you know, meeting. Uh, we had the, we had the full A team there with. Uh, the mask a team <laughs> pretty much yeah <laughs> except for uh, except eric. for our buddy eric out yeah. there we got to get him to come east one of these times from uh, from boulderhill.net uh missed you eric but yeah. uh yeah i mean it was it was a great time uh meeting both of them and then uh what else did we do i mean we basically just uh, we scoured kept, the tables uh, it repeatedly it was like we were learning that there was more stuff in the on those tables that we couldn't didn't see before yesterday was more of a I called our browsing. It really wasn't in depth. Well, we, we, just, we did. We bought some stuff, but we yeah. also eyeballed some stuff. That's here tomorrow. I'm going to make an offer. You know, <laughs> I'm going to make an offer. You can't refuse. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was. Man, we went through those tables quite a bit. And then uh, today, you ran into your podcast buddies. Yeah, we. Um, th that was really neat. You know, we all have what we what I would call internet friends, yeah, and our so social media buddies. And you know, obviously, social media is worldwide, and you get to meet all you know people from all over the world. Um, but the, you know, there's always those ones you gravitate to that are your interest, interested right, in, right, right. in your stuff, and do the same kind of thing. So, uh, well, Saturday we got to meet uh, Sean Robert and mm -hmm. uh, his wife Jamie. Uh, Sean's over at Brandon in the eighties. Uh, I got to meet him two years ago. We, well, we got to meet him two years ago, uh, at RetroCon, but we got to see him again, uh, hear all about the, uh, the awesome eighties wedding that they had. Yeah. And, uh, it, we had a real, real long chat with them, uh, in the afternoon on Saturday. And, uh, I just messaged him a little while ago and said, man, I wish I was closer. Cause it, it, it's when you get those people that are, your type personality, you're you're into your this yep. the stuff that you are, and 
you know, their eyes open when you hear certain, you know, keywords. Uh, yeah, I was like, I wish I wish I was closer and we could hang out more. Yeah. So we got to meet, uh, meet up with them yesterday. And then today, uh, we had a crew of buddies, one who was, uh, William Bruce West. Um, he and I worked out a little deal. He was getting rid of some of his collectibles, uh, specifically the Hot Wheels, uh, retro cars, which, uh, I was collecting for a while and, uh, there's some I still wanted and he was deciding to, uh, kind of clean closet, so to speak. And we worked out a deal on, uh, on several of those cars. So he was there and brought those. So I, I made a deal before I even walked in the door at Retro Car. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so William was there and then, uh, classic materia. I call him materia because he misses the L on the, on his Twitter, uh, <laughs> handle, but, uh, classic was there. Uh, good to see him again. He uh, he helped me up my selfie game, and uh, we put a picture of all of us over there on uh, on Instagram and I think up on uh, Twitter as well. It's good to see him again from the uh, the Cold Slither Podcast Network now, since they have uh, retired the the Cold Slither Podcast. Um, he produces several several shows. Awesome guy, and then uh, one of the uh, one of the people that I've followed pretty much from the beginning as I got into the nostalgia world in, in eighties, um, Lamar Revenger, as mm -hmm. he goes by Dean, uh, he was there and he's, he's been one of those that, um, he's never really had his own, you know, website or blog or podcast or thing. He's always been the one that's the fan of everything. Yeah. So he was there, you know, with a uh, underscoop fire and cold slither and you know he's commenting on my stuff and gone back and forth uh all of the that kind of circle with sean and and, and uh dean's an awesome guy he was there we got to uh say hello to him and uh it's always weird you know you're meeting these people in real life and you want to have a deep conversation with them and then you're like oh, we we talk an awful lot on twitter so i can't talk about that because they already know that did you see? No. Yeah. You yeah. saw that and you liked that on Instagram. Uh, so, and you know, you're at a convention with all these and they're, you know, anxious if they, this was their first day today, they didn't come on Saturday. So I was like, I don't want to hold them up from uh, finding some awesome stuff at RetroCon. So we, uh, you know, we talked for 15 minutes, 20 minutes or so and kind of split ways and we'll, you know, we'll see if, as we <laughs> continue, you know, around through the, the tables and such, but it was great to see those guys and, uh, and say hello and, and, uh, meet them, uh, most of, well, well for the first time and, uh, classic and Dean I'd seen two years ago that, uh, yeah. So we got to meet some of our, uh, our pals, our social media peeps. And, um, uh, I don't know. Do you want to go into some of the stuff we found? And actually purchased, <laughs> yeah. And some of the stuff that we found, we we might have said, uh, well, "I'm going to pump the brakes on that and uh, make my house payment this year." Yeah, right. Or this month. <laughs> There's a few. I I think initially, like like the last time we were there, if if I were a millionaire, I always still would have been broke. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, I, uh, you could drop a thousand dollars without without blinking it on that place. At least I you could. almost did. Um, no, no. <laughs> for the record, I stayed within budget. For the record, and it was my budget, not our, uh, not our family budget. So there you go. 
I, I was able to do that with all uh, with all restraint. <laughs> well, I, I don't know where my gear just ended up, but uh, I guess for me, I my wife is a big big Disney fan, so I had to go look for the stuff for my family first, Disney or my son is into to Sonic, uh, Super Mario, which is odd because I never really introduced him to Sonic. Uh, I did introduce him to Super Mario. And he's – how old is he? He's five years old. Five years old. Okay. And – You've done an excellent parenting job. Uh, it must be through <laughs> osmosis because especially for Sonic, about – I'd say about maybe four months ago, maybe longer, but about four months ago, he picked up, found – the original classic Sonic game from Sega, from the Sega console, and started playing it on his app on his iPad. I'm like, that's cool. I used to play that. You know, different. I, and I explained to him, I used to, he's amazed because I said I used to have little controllers, right? He's like, and he right away to, to mom, daddy played a, a computer game, my, my Sonic game with controllers. Did you know that? <laughs> so did mommy. So, uh, but yeah, it's, it was fascinating, you know, that he's picked up on it before I even did anything about it. But yeah, so I went through the, they're kind of in that what's around there that I would like, but uh, get the family first, then I can, you know, kind of indulge myself. So found this little thumb. You've seen him throughout the years, sometimes on talk shows, especially friends had one, I think with the Ross scene where he's the opposable thumbs. <laughs> um, but it was a Mickey. 1977 Mickey, Mickey Mouse. I got that for my wife, which uh, I don't know. It's the ones where you push the bottom of the the platform and he and it, like falls apart. Right, and then, and then he, you let go and he the string right basically yeah. writes him back up. <laughs> and then um, I bought my youngest, 18 month old. I bought him a little Mar Super Mario figurine about I don't know three inch high maybe. I don't know. Uh, he's 18 months, so yeah, <laughs> doesn't matter what I get him. He's impressed. <laughs> And then for my five-year-old, uh, Jason actually got this for – no, I got this at uh, our Tennessee trip. I got a Firefly, a masked Firefly, with complete with uh, Julio. Didn't have the missile. But anyway, uh, he loved that. He fell in love with it, for, brought it home. He thought I brought it home for him. <laughs> I did everything in my power not to lie to him. <laughs> uh, it's not for you. I'm just saying. You can play with it gingerly. Uh, so I found another one complete, actually, with the missile, which I skillfully removed. One, because I'll be honest, I'm, I'm, that's my toy. I'm going to put in my toy. Uh, I'm going to put that in there. And two, it's, we, we babysit a lot, so I don't, need, I don't need a lawsuit in hand with a little missile. Um, nonetheless, I got that and gave it to him so he can fly, firefly, whatever he wants to do. I got mine. Mine's safe. <laughs> Uh, and then um, out of the corner of my eye, came across those little puffy stickers. Uh, one is Mr. T, and one is uh, Knight Rider. So that was pretty cool to find. They got it for gave for me, gave them to me rather for eight bucks. They're both five. Get to me eight bucks. That was my two dollar discount because I was dressed up like Murdoch. <laughs> um, and then uh, we spotted that mask puzzle complete oh, which yeah. was really a, a, a impressive i didn't know mask had a, a puzzle let alone jigsaw puzzle jigsaw puzzle yeah. yeah so i scored that um i had seen one the the one where uh it's actually taken from an episode where matt tracker is kind of laying on the road 
and there's this like overturned uh uh tanker yeah and fire is like coming towards him you know i had seen that image before and then come to find out i just happened to you know we happen to see this out of our like the corner of our eye i was like oh that's mask and it's a puzzle and then come to find out there's like three different ones so right that one that i was telling you about is part of that and then there's two others that i had no idea existed right uh so we were able to uh to snag that and uh yeah have fun putting that together yeah it's gonna be fun <laughs> without adam around yeah no actually i need him i need to get him into that but nonetheless uh, that was i think all the find uh, all the booty i ended up scoring because i was trying to be very I was trying to be restrictive because I like I wanted a lot of things. I wanted to get some Transformers. Uh, I'll be honest, for my son, <laughs> uh, so he had some Transformers, but it was hard for me. Not so he doesn't to, play with yours, obviously. Yes. Well, eventually I'm, they're going to end up his anyway. <laughs> I just got to make sure it's out of that breakable zone of kids. Yeah. Um, but now I restricted myself. There was the mask, a lot of masks, a lot of Transformers I wanted to pick up. I wanted to get myself one of the Transformer hot rods. I little he's, pricey. He's he's rare and I know he's rare and he's probably worth every penny that he is worth now, but I can't pay the cheapest one in there was seventy five bucks out of the box. He was complete. I'm like, eh, Yeah. Eh, no. <laughs> I just can't do so it. So we got our picture with them instead. That is true, but that's another <laughs> yeah, down right. the road topic. Right. So you landed a few things other than I did. I'm I've actually got him here. I'm gonna take off my headphones real quick so I can show you guys everything that i got um i am uh, where should i start <laughs> i i like the uh neca puts out a line that's of the larger characters based on the nes games so i was able to score two of those i have um i have rambo at the house and they also have I'm trying to think what else is in the line there's a a Gremlins one, there's a Godzilla one, and I scored Batman and Robocop. Those are still sealed. Nice. So, uh, but I'm going to take the paper off because they have an awesome uh, viewing window so you can see the figure inside. But they're based on the actual NES games. So it's a different kind of paint scheme. The Batman one is almost like purple. And there's like a some of them have more of a like a pixelated effect mm -hmm. on the on the figures so i really enjoy those these were these usually go for 25 20 25 a piece from what i've seen on ebay and stuff so i got them both for 25. I thought there that was you go um and there's the uh you can show them the puppy stickers that you found me yeah this is the one i actually ended up giving it to jason he's more i like the 18 but i'm 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 picky i like uh uh I guess Dwight's probably my favorite character of all. I like them all, but Dwight was my favorite. But uh, he's really into the puppies, and I've, I I, know he likes his stuff. Yeah. So I'll just show you my haul real quick from uh, Will West. Thank you, Will. There's the uh, Cruddy Kid Ford. We got uh, Christine, 57 Plymouth, 57, 58. Uh, we've got... I just watched the pilot to Simon and Simon the other night. Yeah. And I think I'm going to get into that show again, but that was one of my dad's favorites, but I got, uh, the old 57 Chevy and the 85 Camaro there. You yeah. can see that now, uh, from Simon and Simon. Uh, we still need to get, uh, what is it? Rick's truck. I don't yeah. know if they make Rick's truck, but, uh, the Macho truck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then this was my favorite that I, I really wanted 
since it first came out. This is the uh, the Back to the Future Biff's Ford with the complete with the manure inside. Uh, <laughs> that was uh, they should have added a little little MPEG or something in there. He goes <laughs> manure. I hate manure. Yeah. Um, I'm a GoBots apologist. Yes, he is. I and it mainly was because of the size, and I did enjoy the cartoon, but Matchbox and Hot Wheels were my size, so I, I like GoBots. But I found a couple uh, books. One was actually from a, uh, I think it was from a book on tape. Obviously, didn't have, well, record or cassette, but didn't have the. Uh, <laughs> Didn't have either of those with it, so I'll have to find that on eBay or something. And then just another uh, really nicely drawn, you know, uh, color adventure book is what they call it. So I picked those up by then. They might have been like a dollar each. And then uh, I wanted to show off just a couple of freebie items, you know. Oh, yeah. Doing the uh, A-Team cosplay, we got a, uh, a button from RetroCon that uh, made us the official an official member of the a-team uh so i was <laughs> i that, that was even fun you know even as a small giveaway right that was great uh sean we're brand in the 80s he also does a podcast called called film club and they will go and review like the most obscure movie <laughs> you could probably think of uh and it's a really fun show i've i listened to it and have listened to it about from the beginning and they've done uh like movies like rad and they've they've actually uh phoned in the the star of the show on that one star of the movie whose name skips my mind i think it's bill something but they've they've done a whole bunch of uh cool cult films and reviewed those um and he he is uh i think i can say he's in love with these enamel pins um, so oh, yeah. he, he got these made up. Uh, these were, uh, this is original art, I believe, from him. Uh, the skull, reel-to-reel projector, and then uh, Steve Buscemi over here. Uh, he gave me two of those pins. I think you got one, too. I do. Right? I do. Those, those so are that awesome. was really neat, and uh, he's going to get me into those pins pretty soon if, uh, if I'm not careful. Uh, this was a fun, this is one of the cards from the, the G.I. Joe Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, and my favorite character is Lowlight. So uh, the guy we talked to is actually have a, has a Lowlight costume. Yeah, because I asked him, I was like, "Where's Lowlight? Who's Lowlight?" And uh, he raised his hand and said, "That's that. me." <laughs> he showed me that. A uh, couple more things: an A Team pencil sharpener, uh, Jeep pencil sharpener. Uh, loved the the imagery on that one and that card back. Especially uh, that's complete with Amy Allen there. It's <laughs> yeah. awesome. They uh, they put Amy in that one. And then, like I said, well, I I'll show you the GoBots. Uh, this was kind of a package deal. My I caught the smaller Voltron Lion, and I had not exactly remembered that they did a miniature, essentially version that was uh, separatable and become individual lions. Mm-hmm. I still have a die cast, the one from my childhood. Um, and I saw this small one and I noticed that, well, Hey, it essentially transforms just like the larger die cast. So I saw that. And then, uh, right next to it was, uh, the GoBots in their power suits. I'll call it. Um, I remember these as a kid over at our mutual friend's house. Um, he had several of these that were the 
the suits and they become like a larger robot i believe you can kind of like them legs and arms it's a suit suited up i'll call it like a, a gobot suit not person suit yeah. a voltron type of uh put together yeah. robot so but it, i noticed that there was gobots inside and there's we did find some that were still in the package and there's actually like a a chart a on the chart back that tells you which gobots can go with which power suit that will fit inside um and one of the ones that i saw was one of the ones i had as a kid who i believe is called fighter it's a fighter jet mm -hmm. uh bad guy and this other one is like the drill tank i'll say i uh, never had that as a kid but uh those two were just sitting there next to the black line and uh, i believe i got those for 10 bucks yeah, for all did. three which was a great deal and then i did i, I like to dig you do i'm a digger uh comic books records you, know, you really I'll, restrained yourself pretty well with the comic book i, I did, thought I I did gonna... today i almost started diving in because i saw some gi <laughs> joe and i collect the the marvel gi joe line and i was like well i don't know i have to pull up my spreadsheet uh <laughs> through uh comic book realm to figure out which ones i need i decided not to but i did dig in a uh random dollar action figure bin and uh, one of the lines that I collected as a kid that I ended up selling back to eBay to fund my mask obsession was Rambo. So I had to find me. I got me a Rambo for a buck. Um, he's uh, <laughs> my little one. Here's me down here podcasting. <laughs> yeah, you better go. You better go check him out for a minute. And, uh, uh, I'll be back after this commercial break. I'll keep going. Uh Rambo, these were the big, you know, six inch figures. Uh, I had the helicopter that had the pull trigger and it spun the, <laughs> the helicopter blades, missiles on the side and everything. The thing was never designed for flight, the, the toy at least. But I had the Rambo and I had the long uh, RPG <laughs> with the orange missile on the end that shot out and is now you know an eye hazard for modern age found rambo in a dollar bin i found uh a thumb wrestler big john stud I, i've gotten the boys my boys somewhat into my thumb doesn't fit you know obviously i'm adult now so i can't fit it in there very well but uh i got my boys a little bit into wrestling classic wrestling and uh introduced them to some of the characters and even the modern uh, wrestlers but i saw big john stud i had to grab him because I don't have any of those in my collection. And this one, I was like, no way. This is uh, Turbo, American Gladiators. I don't know how many characters they made or even the actual, you know, if they had uh, the obstacles and everything, what kind of play sets they had. But uh, I saw Turbo here, 1991. I do remember watching those uh, when it was very popular. So I grabbed uh, Turbo there. And then the thing that I said I cannot leave RetroCon without, I saw it on Saturday. I saw the price tag, and I was like, what am I going to do? You going to join us? I think we got a third. <laughs> okay. We'll bring him in. Let me move some of my stuff here so I can sit down. Jed, what do you see? I ended up going for it. I got me the uh, the A team, the full A team, the six inch figures from back in the day, complete with accessories. 
that, that was accessories fell out but yeah it was it was and they're in great condition the paint's really good on them uh you know they got their their backpacks and gear i remember having ba and murdoch as a kid and if you followed me at all a little bit on instagram as i was traveling up I, my murdoch lost an arm so <laughs> OA, uh, yeah oh hey one arm murdoch so i remember them having, as a kid and i remembered about what their accessories were Mr. T had a toolbox to, uh, you know, fix the van and, uh, Murdoch had like binoculars. And of course they had their AKs and stuff and the whole, the, the, there's a small package of accessories that came with it. And I was like, it's all there. Yeah. So essentially it's for the, for these figures complete. And, uh, I packed up uh, Murdoch actually yeah. sitting alone on a table. So didn't have the web gear, but <laughs> that was my probably my only present I got out of the deal. Everybody else got yeah. too. So yeah, that was I was like, you know, this is the A team convention. Uh we got to meet them. Uh I've wanted to recollect at least those two. And I hadn't seen all four together complete. And if you you know, you eBay, it's it's hard. It's hard to uh to get the right seller and the right you know, uh, collectibles and toys that you want and at the right, uh, for the right price. And, you know, uh, ones that aren't, you know, the paints totally missing and all that. So that was, uh, that was the, uh, the ultimate find for me at RetroCon getting the, the full a team. And, uh, it was a nice surprise to see this thrown in my pack too. Cause some of these stickers, actually, if you've seen my, uh, sticker book for my childhood that was uh part of uh, that sticker book these mr t stickers so and since he wasn't there you know that fool needs to come to conventions that's he all does. i gotta say i don't know what he <laughs> maybe he's too cost too much i don't know but yeah he needs to show up but uh this was just an awesome awesome fine uh event and <laughs> my little one's just yeah. to have me back obviously I've gone for too long, uh, but this was just... It was great. The concert, you guys have got was... to go see Cybertronic Spree. That was like probably my favorite thing, really. <laughs> I, you know, it was awesome to meet everybody, of course, and um, even this, you know, uh, the celebrities and all of our friends over there. But the band, you know, I, I knew it was going to be fun. Uh, I had seen some of their, a few songs on YouTube, so I know that they could play and, and play in those full costumes. Uh, but I was blown away. I was really, really blown away between hot rod and RC. They've got an awesome, uh, chemistry on stage. RC can wail. I yes, mean, if you, you know, back in the day, back in the eighties, you think in Stan Bush and, you know, uh, uh, Ducking and Striper and all the, you know, Twisted Sister, those dudes wailed. I mean, yeah. high, high notes. And you think about it nowadays, you know, they're all in their 50s, 60s. <laughs> There's no way they're going to hit that notes. And a, a girl is perfect for these songs. It is. And she just belted out screaming the notes to perfection. Let me tell you, it was such a great time. They played, like Wyatt was saying earlier, um, probably six or seven songs off the Transformers soundtrack. They did, um, gosh, they did the theme to Jason, the world warriors yes. for crying out loud. 
as a request, I think right. is what they said. Well, their finale was the Ghostbusters theme. Finale was, was the Ghostbusters. Very impressive. I'm going to try to uh, to put up. I I did several short videos, not great quality from my phone, but uh, I'm going to try to splice those together just to give y'all an experience. But uh, you got to go check them out on YouTube. There's much better quality, much better uh, idea of what they sound like but it's kicking it's rock it's metal it's synth it's uh, so many awesome elements combined and to do that all that in their costumes is amazing they they infused several different uh songs like they took the new voltron theme yeah from the netflix series and intro that into i can't remember which one off the transformers the movie soundtrack um they they did pokemon yeah um and they had the balloons popping around yeah, in the they had the the pokeballs balloons that they were and we were throwing those around in the audience um they did power rangers yeah they did that theme uh they did the theme to the star wars animated series droids um it's just a playlist that you you're not going to hear anywhere else. No. Nobody else is doing these songs. Nobody else is doing the set that they do. So I would highly recommend if they come near you at all, go check them out. We paid 12 bucks to get in yeah. and it was worth the it. best. I told him it was the best 12 bucks I've ever spent at a concert. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Um, I'm being serious about that. Uh, and it was just standing room only and everybody was singing along. Uh, they did a faux phone call with Starscream calling in requesting Stan Bush's The Touch, which was hilarious. And, you know, it was all kind of like rubbing it in Unicron, who's the main guitarist's face. Um, <laughs> that was awesome. I mean, it, they did, um, at the end of The Touch, they they flowed The Touch into the very end of Guns N' Roses' November Rain perfectly and it's you hear the songs separately you're like how could that could be combined but it, they just flowed that in there awesome um i can't say enough about them so right. i'm going just going to leave it at that <laughs> they will meet your expectations they will meet your whatever you're going to pay to to get in to see them right so go see cybertronic spree uh really wish some of our other friends and and such would have uh, been there and and got a chance to uh, go to the concert with them, but it was a neat venue too. There's like bowling alleys on both sides of us. Yeah. But there's nobody bowling, man. I mean, they were like, er everybody yeah. stopped and they're in yeah. there yeah, they <laughs> trying to, to catch the concert. Um, so, and they were, they were really friendly, really cool. Oh yes. Very appropriate. Know how, they know how to cater to the audience and they knew who the audience, their audience is. But I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, RC so. has quite a fan base, at least a male field fan base. <laughs> There were a couple she guys around us to go, go, RC, we marry me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, RC. Wait till she takes the helmet off. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> hey, that's not all that matters, man. That's not all that matters. I'll just say that. Uh, that was great. And then just today, uh, like we said, meeting, uh, we got to talk a long time. I did most of the talking with Rob Paulson. Mm -hmm. Uh, mainly because he had a Michigan hat on and I'm central Pennsylvania, Penn state fan, uh, with him playing next week, we had a, a fun chat about that. And, uh, I had told Wyatt, uh, and I ended up being able to tell Ron that I 
caught him on the Gilbert Gottfried podcast, mm -hmm. which is a fun show. I, I would definitely recommend that. Um, he went, he was very just honest about, um, he had throat cancer, like stage three throat cancer, uh, went through that whole thing. And as a voice actor, you know, holy cow, mouth. how, I you know how devastating would that be? And the unknowns and everything that goes through your brain. And, uh, he kind of went through all that on, uh, Gilbert's podcast. So I'll recommend you go check that out. But he was very approachable, very conversational. He was the one that was like, we didn't have anything to sign for him. We're not necessarily uh, the biggest Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fans or, uh, you know, Pinky the Brain and some of the other great shows that he did. But um, we just went up and had a conversation with him, shook his hand and uh, was telling me we were grateful that he came over. And uh, I know there's a lot of people waiting in line for him to sign stuff. And we talked for probably 20 minutes and I was getting to the point where, okay, I need to say goodbye because <laughs> I could have gone forever uh, just talking with him. He was just a, such a reasonable guy, but that was really fun today getting to talk with him. Um, I'm trying to think what else we did, you know, gouging the tables is mainly what we did. Uh, Sunday, we sat in on, Two panels. We sat in on the panel with uh, Rob Paulson and Arthur Burghardt. Uh, got to hear a little bit about how they got started. And both of them were uh, worked together in GI Joe, and a couple other times down the line, they were talking about that, and even went back and forth on how the other inspired. And uh, had an awesome panel with uh, Dwight and Dirk on the A-team, their experience with that. It, very interesting uh, stories. I would say mainly a fun experience for both of them making the show. Outside of that, though, they had a lot of, I don't know what I want to call it. They were uh, candid about how the A-team, and you can see a lot of their stories are actually told on YouTube. So go to their interviews, yeah. whether you m catch the retro cons or not. Um, just go look them up. You probably hear about the same interview topics that that Dirk uh, and Dwight really fielded, but it was still uh, still an awesome interview. We, I, I I get ate up just being around yeah. those. To me, they're superstars, not not the current ones. You know, they're my superstars. Right, right. They're our generation. And um, but they're real. They're 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 they tell you how how things rolled. They tell you that. They were kind of on their own as the actors because NBC. The executives hated the show. Yeah. And they hated that it it was a number one show, That's essentially. It. And they did everything they could do to. Get rid of it. But yeah. they were still the number one for four years. They they conceded. Yes, there was five seasons, but it was successful for four. <laughs> That's where Dirk left it. Uh, but it was still awesome to see. All that, and they're still friends. They still talk. Uh, Dirk uh, is quite frank. He has not worked since uh, I think eighteen, and he left Hollywood, went back to Montana, and he doesn't regret it. Yeah. Um, now Dwight, like we've said, he stayed into the to the voice acting realm and mostly video game uh, stuff. I'm sure he's done other things too. While well, he did Star Trek, and he said that, that was a different experience. And the interviews you see on YouTube are the same. Yeah. Where, uh, you know, when they got canceled or were fired or whatever happened to A-Team, there was nothing. There was not even – it's been great working for four or five years. 
there was nothing. It was yeah. It was. There's your papers. See ya. It's over. Bye. But he, Dwight, even joked. I think I have three or four jackets. I had pot shots once a year. I don't. <laughs> how do I have four jackets? Hey, great work with with you. A whole different mentality with that the 18, cast yeah. and crew. But so uh, that was very interesting to hear. Um, but it's still great to see them. You know, they were very approachable. Like we said when we went up to talk to them, very approachable. Very candid. Uh, Field of questions. I got to answer, ask a question yeah. that they answered. Well, that uh, mainly Dirk answered about the uh, the remake, and I I do find fun in the the remake movie that they did, but he essentially hit it on the head that you know with all these remakes that Hollywood does now, it's it's all driven by money yeah. to make money. So it's not for the entertainment no. anymore. It's welcome. Give me the quick dime and get me out of here and get enough of the source material. Uh, and he even went into how back in the eighties, you know, all these shows, Glenn Larson and Stephen J. Cannell, it was a blank slate, something they created, something they just went for and weren't afraid to fail, even if they did. And nowadays it's, you know, there's so much more involved in this has to make money or we have to at least make 13 episodes. So we break even and here's how we do it. And there's so many limitations into all this. So it's, there's a lot more Hollywood, a lot less producers, writers, original material. And, you know, it's obviously it's not hard to see that going on in Hollywood, but, he he did a uh, just an awesome take on how how they viewed it, even though they were they essentially did their cameo roles in the new movie. But it was a great panel. I uh, was glad to be there for that, and uh, we pretty much ended the day on that. I took lots of pictures of cosplayers. Uh, great cosplay happening today. My favorite, and this was this was just the icing on the cake for RetroCon. My favorite cosplay of the weekend was this family. Uh, one who was disabled came in as uh, Pee-wee's Playhouse. That was... the, the dad was uh, Cowboy Curtis and I think the mom was uh, Pee-wee. And they had uh, I think it was a daughter or maybe a sister uh, an aunt that Someone was uh, Miss Yvonne and her wheelchair was Cherry. And the littlest one, she was Penny. She had the glasses to, to make Penny, the Penny cartoons. And the thing that blew me away was Conky. Yes. They had a Conky, a remote control Conky that played the Pee Wee's Playhouse theme on yeah. loop. Um, I was ready for the, to spit out the, the secret word of the day. <laughs> I really was. Me too. Had the, you know, the faux record on the front. It was just awesome, and immediately I it stopped me in my tracks. I had to get a picture. They said, let me let us get down to the end of this aisle because they were in the middle of the aisles there. They got down to the end, snapped a picture. Uh, on the on the drive back, I posted it to Twitter and tagged Pee Wee Herman yeah. in the picture. I said, "This is my favorite cosplay of RetroCon 2017," and he retweeted it. Yeah. Uh, Pee Wee retweeted it. Said, uh, uh, "I can two eyes, it. I can see it. Uh, thanks for sharing." That's it was a short little uh, right. retweet with a comment. 
uh, and I got a, I got a jazz out of that. I was on the jazz <laughs> for uh, he's on the Pee Wee. He's on the two million followers on Twitter to uh, to retweet that picture. I was I was grateful too that he recognized that this is some cosplay right here. This is people that love the show because yes. look, they created a conky. Fantastic. So that was a real neat experience at the end of the day. Like I said, G.I. Joe, they always bring their game. I remember two years ago, there was a Serpentor on his chariot that just blew me away. Uh, but the, the costumes, they did different ones Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, they did. That was great. What are some of the other cosplayers we remember seeing? Uh, they had a Pikachu walking around. There was, a cos- there was two cosplay people as Exhibitionists, I, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, <laughs> not in the in the porn side, but they, you know, they had their booths. That's probably a better way. Yeah. They had their booths there. Uh, I don't know what the girl's name was, but she's she plays Supergirl, Batgirl. Uh, yes, professional couple. cosplayers. Yeah, basically. yeah. There's two of them. Um, uh, there was an awesome Megatron. Yeah, the original G1 Megatron. He was posing with uh, Cybertronic Spree when we were getting some pictures of those. Uh, that was an incredible costume to put together. Uh, and I did, well, Destro, the Destro that I saw yesterday, the Iron Grenadier, Grenadier, whatever, yeah. version of Destro with the gold helmet. Um, that was pretty good. That was awesome. And I am kind of wanted to be there because he was in line for Arthur Burkhardt, who played Destro. And uh, that would have been an awesome reaction. I, I would imagine he maybe even signed the helmet. Yeah. Um, I've got a few more. I'm. I gotta go get my phone. So uh, go look them up. Yeah, let me go t- check it out. Yeah, I posted some on. Uh, yeah, YouTube. I'm gonna do some. More. They had a lot of Batman, Spider-Man, a lot of Star Wars. Uh, they had a few Ghostbuster cosplays. Uh, the A Team. There was another A Team set, all female, but one played BA, one played Hannibal, and one played Murdoch. I regret not uh, getting a picture of them, With them yeah. because the BA was pretty was good. awesome. We we kind of got in, uh, saw those as we were heading out the car to drop some of our gear. Um, I think out for lunch, but yeah, or lunch, yeah, one or the other. But that was uh, um, that was just fun when they, you know, you kind of do the the gender reversal. Oh, there was <laughs> that little girl that you took a picture of. Um, um, well, on the way out, the very last picture I took at RetroCon was of uh, characters, the David Bowie character from yeah. Labyrinth. And uh, well, there's another little girl you pointed out. Um, she, she was actually a kid. Um, oh yeah, she's the uh, she's eleven from Stranger Things. She had a force battle with uh, Darth Vader. That was awesome. <laughs> so she had a little. They they the the picture that I didn't get a chance to take was uh yeah they both had their arms out you know Darth Vader using the Force and Eleven using her telekinetics you know there was the Double Dare girl the Double that Dare was awesome. girl she had the full red uniform the bowl on top with sponges you could actually play the game and throw oh my sponges. gosh I didn't see that uh the you know the Double Dare logo she had a flag in her the side. Goggles. Sick and the goggles. goggles. Uh, was that sweet. was great. I don't think she was old enough to know who that was, but it was, I mean, we had, uh, she did it. There was a kid in the uh, Greatest American Hero outfit. That was awesome. Lots of Star Wars. So I, I got some of those. The Jawas, the Stormtroopers. Uh, they had the, that little remote control 
droid Black. box droid yeah yeah that was awesome uh, i took a picture of an awesome master chief cosplay from halo mm-hmm. to send to my boys because yeah. uh we love playing some halo now uh the macho man yeah the macho the man. orange <laughs> i don't know if you can even see that but this dude was awesome uh i was fully expecting him to have a pack of slim jims handing out while he was going through <laughs> but uh macho man was great uh like he said there was a lot of a lot of 18 cosplayers there yeah uh and that was great to see you know them represent we kept the characters you know there was the one hannibal that kind of seemed to follow us for quite a while <laughs> we, we were wondering if they were trying to stalk us or or admire us i don't know yeah uh yeah but he had a he had a larger gun, so I left him alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the G.I. Joe guys had this awesome background for you to take picture. It's the 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 explosion, you know, uh, card back, right. you know, floor poster that uh, we took some pictures behind. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, that was probably the, the, the best cosplayers I snapped uh, that were there. Uh, that conky man. That was probably the. I I did put a picture of that up on Instagram, but for those of you watching, I think gosh. the best two were the Double Dare and and the Conky. The whole ensemble of mm-hmm. Pee Wee's Playhouse was just. Yeah. That was it. That Some it was the best one. And again, you know, they were all great, but that was the two that I, I personally were favored. Right, and when I was, you know, we looking through our nostalgia guys, so I'm looking for obscure stuff from the 80s that people are cosplaying you don't see uh, there's a lot of other great you know like you were saying superhero deadpool and you know all the the ones that you would normally see harley quinn and you know the joker yeah. batman there's a, a couple that were shrek and uh yeah today the whoever the shrek's wife is uh the, they were dressed up did you notice they were dressed up as the uh, Princess Leia and Han Solo from Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were Shrek. Uh, that was pretty comical. I like when they combine stuff yeah. like that too, uh, with the you know the role reversals we were talking about. But awesome cosplay. The the vehicles, you know, like you were saying that the DeLorean was there. I got to sit in that for the first time a couple of years ago. So I just uh, took a picture of the dude polishing the stainless <laughs> steel on the DeLorean this time. Uh, well, we saw two eighteen vans because Tony had his, and then today, this morning, we saw one out in the parking. There was lot. another one in the parking lot. Uh, we didn't really get close with, not knowing it. We, well, you pretty much recognized it was different because I had the that one outdoors on the had the antennas. The one indoors that Tony's trying to finish, it's not complete, but it was missing the the antennas. And even the guy that was doing some of the work for him said that there was no one set. I think it was band. Tony's, but anyway, whatever. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're, they were putting in the computer, like uh, when they when they do when they do their surveillance, you know, all those uh, computer screens and uh, consoles in yeah, the van. Yeah. They were doing those in the back to kind of try to be as accurate as they can to the show and what was actually in the very back. Right. Uh, and you you know they were going to try to put like a weapons uh, cabinet in there. Ca- which you know some scenes you see a bench seat sometimes like he said there you see just a wall sometimes there was nothing back there but where'd the welding kit come out of you know that kind of thing showed up and there was so much inconsistencies with the van some had (laughs) some didn't 
Uh, it wasn't like the the cookie cutter. I'll call it the generally in the kit. You know what to expect. Every car was the same. Yeah. And people noticed unless you open like especially like the General Lee, pop the trunk open. You knew it was. Hey, there's the gold. Oh, well, I was originally a gold charger back then. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they were all pretty well consistent. You know where everything went. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it was it was still a blast to see all that. There. Yeah. Yeah. There was. Uh... It, like, like I said, it's a little bit of everything, and there's something there for everybody. Even everybody. if you're not, they had a lot of people, artists there that were reliving the old with new. So you had the, the pixel art, uh, plastic stuff that goes together. Uh, they were there. There was artists, like yeah. self-made artists that had. I think some was uh, the 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 anime stuff, but they'd mm. still have something over here of Sonic or. Mario Masters of the Universe something some nice prints of yeah there's a guy all, there all different kinds of things all different kinds of styles there's a dude there with uh was it made out of copper it was like copper plates yeah of uh different logos and sayings and stuff um there's a guy that's trying to start out in, into his own cartoon works with uh I think Nickelodeon he said he did talks with yeah his style was more that uh 90s. 90, early 90s all those bumpers that you would see on Nickelodeon with the yeah. dinosaurs and the barbershop quartet, his style was really similar to that. So you saw him. Um, there was a, a lot of things like that in the crowd. You get the cosplayers, you get the, uh, the parents, the dad with the kid. And I, there were several times where, all right, you got to come here and I want to tell you about this, you know, and I saw yeah, the dad yeah. or the mom. I used even. to have this. Yeah. This is what I had back in the day. And I, those moments were really great too. Uh, what was some of the things that we picked out that were like, I didn't know that existed. Well, like the, there was the Alf and I found that super Mario baking the cake, cake pans. pans. I didn't know they existed. <laughs> um, there was, uh, the one thing that I saw was uh, it was a Mr. T jigsaw puzzle in the that was cut out in this. It had the like card back almost yeah. that you placed the jigsaw puzzle pieces in, but it was a photo that I had never seen before. And it's Mr. T in his full gear, and he's has this huge smile on his face, which is rare. <laughs> yeah, I mean he somewhat smiles in, in some things, but yeah, his little. I had never seen that image. I put that one up on uh, Instagram. Well, there was also that uh, draw magnetic magnetoodle. That, that they wanted a uh, little, little too much for my taste on what it was. It, yeah, the magnetoodle with Mr. T. So you give Mr. T a you know crazy mustache and, yeah. and more hair and afro <laughs> instead of a mohawk. They had some Mork and Mindy stuff. They actually had an action doll that came. That was still in the box upside down. Yeah. I saw um, a smaller one that was in his egg. Right. They had Robotech figurines all over the place. Well, that one place had yeah. a lot of them. Uh, you found your Smurf game you were hesitant to buy. That, that was like a nostalgia trip. That was one of those things. Oh, I forgot I had it. And yes, I do remember. That happened to me twice. The first was the Smurfs board game. And it had to do with these little pieces. There's fruits and stuff. And you, they kind of drop down inside the board itself in some places as you're going around i was trying to remember it but how to play it and you know how it all worked but i remember having that as a kid the other one was that gi joe jigsaw puzzle that we found it was the the guy on the front is either like grunt or one of the what i would call the generic faces of gi joe right and they had duke and scarlet 
kind of back in the background of it. Didn't didn't pick it up though. Well, they they had um, uh, there's a lot of transformers I didn't know existed. Uh, even in the, in the cartoons, I I was kind of blown away with <clears throat> some of them. Uh, there was what was it that caught my eye? There's a couple things we were there's tons like. of things that caught my eye. <laughs> what was the uh, what was the thing you were eyeing? The, the Thomas the Train that was a transformer. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, if, if you have kids, you know that this exists. Maybe you don't. Uh, my my five year old stumbled onto this. There's a cartoon. This guy literally enlisted his son, I think his wife. They're the voice work, and it's a Thomas a Thomas the Train Transformer. <laughs> and um, you know, I'm gonna knock your buffers off. Is some of the lines, uh, and uh, they do the transforming, which is hilarious. Is, uh, get ready for uh, an exciting, uh, what was it? exciting trademark infringement mode, <laughs> and, and he transforms. You hear the just like the Transformers, and he goes he goes after Megatrain. Well, they have Megatrain. yeah, that's hilarious. That's awesome. Uh, so uh, they a, <laughs> yeah, they had a whole like five robot, kind of like a Voltron Devastator style uh, figurine, but. <laughs> each separate arm didn't do anything. I mean, it wasn't like it changed into a separate train. It just had a kind of face and a kind of part of the, the trail, the train truck <laughs> wheels. And that was it. So I'm like, uh, kind of lame, but then it was one singular one. Yeah. The transformer, they want a hundred bucks for it. I'm like, Adam, sorry. Yeah. You're going to get that one for Christmas. Sorry. That, uh, that Mr. T, uh, <laughs> Magna Doodle was 40. I was like, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, no. I, as awesome as it is, I'm going to have to pass. <laughs> Ended up, you know, getting what I wanted that was 18 because I wanted to get something that was 18 while we were there. Yeah, there was so much there. Yeah, I mean, it's, again, trying to recall just in the last two days everything that we saw that we were wild over. There was a board game guy this year, this time, that had all types of, uh, I'll call it retro games. I had to ask the question. I didn't even know I knew what the answer was. <laughs> have you found that coveted? one-off game that no one can find and they right away knew what i was talking about which was fireball island and of course they said no if it is in existence it's not you know complete which i've i've craigslist searched it every now and then and and if you yeah. find one hole it's three four hundred dollars if you find a few pieces there they're still up towards of 180 so it's yeah. like why There's even pieces people that uh remake our, it with the 3d, 3D the 3d printing pieces yeah. and the jewels and everything and yeah i mean that's that's you know it's, that would be a holy grail find if you if you found it at a show like this and and people would know it and you would pay out the butt because we found the trump game <laughs> yes um yeah there's all types of stuff uh yeah. the old play school you know the little walk behind pull behind dog the the play sets oh yeah the, the color forms we they had yeah. color forms there for Voltron the A team and I think Silverhawks yeah um we saw some Silverhawks there we saw some Centurions we saw a, a bunch of masks yeah more than I thought we were going to find uh, some of the obscure ones too I yeah, the, my mask collection is not complete and i probably should have asked them what they wanted for that uh <laughs> it's the 63 corvette called uh um wolf beast oh wow it's a uh, it was actually miles mayhem that they did in that last series of toys that never nobody pretty much knows the story behind because <laughs> they never made it into the series yeah. the series was canceled 
past the racing series. Anyway, um, yeah, there was we found some mask stuff there. Obviously, you picked up uh, Firefly. Game, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, they had the Alf keychains. Uh, oh yeah. Then they had this one huge life-size Alf that even said clearly, "This Alf not for sale," or "This is not for sale," something like that. What did they say on there? Uh, he's not housebroken. But he eats your, cats or your, something your like cats that. Cats are not safe. Or yeah, something yeah. Like that. <laughs> uh, found another hand puppet. I didn't pick it up, but I found another Burger yeah, King hand the, puppet. Yeah, the Alf. Uh, then there was actually a, like a I'll call it a teddy bear size Alf there. I was tempted. I missed that. Cause I well, no, you the, pointed out to give it to Adam, and I'm like, eh, I don't know if I would, but yeah. I didn't see the one that I had that had the top. We found box. a Teddy Ruxpin. We found a Teddy Ruxpin yeah, there. Teddy Ruxpin was there. Lots of great stuff, and you know, pretty much video games and consoles from every all over. Every there, there era, was one. Every there, that one stand was actually very reasonable, like thirty-five, forty-five for. They had boxes of original Sega Genesis, NES, of NES yeah. Super NES. That was, I, I I was honest. I was almost tempted to grab. We found one. those uh, Tiger Electronic handheld yeah. games. I found the American Gladiators. Uh, you found that one game that you said you had the, with the oh the, yeah the red button on the I side. I can't remember the name of it, but yeah, it was like a version of Space Invaders. Yeah, lots of great stuff there. We we were wild by pretty much every aisle we went yeah. down. We were like, oh man, I'm going so broke. <laughs> but luckily, like I said, I stayed within budget. I did. So, well, we're dragging on, I think, a little bit. Yeah, but this uh, is a this is a great event. Another another mind blown uh, walk. Awesome time. Yeah, did not want it to lane. end. No, did not want it to end. Uh, I don't know how I made it only one day last year. So I'm, I'm. This is going to be my my little getaway each year if I can to come up for both days. Yeah, uh, meet some of you folks if you're going to happen to be there. But uh, check it out online, retrocons.com. The admission is well worth it just yeah. to get in and experience everything, take pictures, find your you know, rare collectibles. And uh, each year it seems to be, and I, I've been kind of keeping tabs, even though we didn't make it last year, it seems like every year they're trying to plus it up, yeah, top themselves or at least maintain a high bar. And they have. They've done it. They have done it. Tony Rose, you guys Both. do a great job, yeah. and all that staff that's there. I even mentioned there, there, Tony, that you know all those volunteers really, really help you out. Uh, and and it's a, it's yeah, and everybody does it for the fun of it. Yeah, you know, they're, they're yeah. there to experience it themselves, but they also are there to keep people coming back year after year. Right. And uh, great job this year. We applaud you. Uh, great job bringing the band in. We hope to see them again next year. Right. And we're going to request the mask theme if they come back. Yes. I'm yes. going gonna, gonna to like email it to them. I said, get working on this now. So next year when you come to RetroCon. You practiced up, ready to go. You're going to play some Mask Crusaders. You know, we're going to rock out to Maybe that. Maybe we should add, add a tw uh, twist to it and ask them to do the, uh, the Venom theme with it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be cool. Somehow, yeah. Uh, yeah, as cut, a, cut it out. Yeah, do a record scratch in the middle of the song or something. Yeah, do that. Uh, the, do the Venom theme. But um, yeah, great experience. Uh, great two days, and uh, grateful. You know, be here with my buddy as we uh, remember all this stuff. Uh, I could probably remember some of it by myself, but putting us together in a place like this—it's it, always our, a stop and go. Hey, look! Right, yeah. Hey. 
and that's one thing I'm grateful for. I there's one day I'm going to bring my boys, you yes. know, just to ex- have the full experience. But be the the ability to take your time and go from booth to booth and check out every little thing in the booth and on the floor and bins and shelves and you have to be able if you really want to get and and find something rare find something you you'll spot stuff but you're going to miss a lot too because there's just so much there right and it's uh it's a it's just an awesome experience for collectors so it is it is we hope to see you there next year retrocons.com go follow them on twitter it's retrocons out there uh they're now on instagram facebook, facebook. you know facebook is primary communication for them too post pictures updates and all that throughout the year and uh been able to partner with them some with rediscover the 80s and and syndicating some of their announcements uh over there as they remain known to uh you know the voice actors and everybody that they're bringing in to uh, kind of help them out uh because we have such a great time that's right and it's it's just i feel like this convention more than any other fits what i want to do on rediscover the 80s perfectly so that's why we quote unquote sponsor it yeah uh but it's more of a mutual mutual uh respect for each other right you would say um so go check it out and uh i guess we'll sign off for now hopefully get back to podcasting more (laughs) (laughs) yeah family this was definitely a motivator and yeah uh job changes and uh other things kind of impede that so yeah impede that but uh yeah we appreciate everybody listening watching and uh hope you will book your ticket for retrocon in 2018 and if you did make it to the show and we didn't get a chance to talk to you you know shoot us an email shoot us a message on social media yeah and uh we will uh we'll find you so thank you wyatt again for uh anytime hosting me <laughs> this is fun and uh we appreciate everybody listening to rediscover the 80s and uh check out the website check out social media and go check out retrocon and we will see you next time same bad time same bad channel <laughs>